Hello and welcome to this episode of Free Thinking Finance, sponsored by Free2. In each episode, chartered financial planners Nick Bamford and Shelley McCarthy from Informed Choice share their views on the options when it comes to managing finance for over 55s. Please note, this podcast provides general guidance and not financial advice. Before acting upon anything raised in this podcast, you should speak to a financial advisor if anything raised in this podcast means you need advice. Free Thinking Finance is sponsored by Free2 and all opinions expressed are those of Nick and Shelley. Now, here's what you need to know about managing your money when you reach 55 and over. Nick, Shelley, take it away. For many people, the best part about getting older and moving gradually into retirement is having more time to spend with family and friends. As well as sharing your time, you may or may not also want to share some of your wealth. This not only means that you can help your children while you are around to see and enjoy the benefit to their lives, it could also reduce any potential inheritance tax charge on your estate when you die. In this episode, we're going to talk about lifestyle and family goals. And again, from experience, we know that people, if they can, do like to try to help the next generations whilst they're still living. So uh, much better that we can help children and grandchildren and see that we've helped them rather than simply having them inherit uh, our estate, whatever is left of it, um, on death. You can make gifts to the next generations without any immediate uh, liability to tax, in particular inheritance tax. You can uh, give away as much as you like and still not have an immediate tax liability. But it will require you to do one thing, of course, and that is to survive for a period after you've made that gift. Uh, And that's... um, that time frame that we look at is a whole seven years. So giving money away to the next generations whilst you're quite young, early on in retirement, if you can afford to do it, is very worthwhile considering. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, those 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 gifts can go towards things like deposits for houses, um, education for grandchildren, you know, all sorts of things. But um but you do need to make sure that you are able to have your lifestyle first, I would say, before before considering um, helping family. I agree entirely. I think it's about, again, striking the right balance between your ability to have the retirement life that you've set for yourself and at the same time trying to help the generations that follow. Um, one of the rules is that you, as an individual, yep. so a married couple, can actually gift away £3,000 each per tax year if they can afford to do so um, without any inheritance tax liability. There's a whole raft of other small gifts and exemptions that you can employ if inheritance tax planning is one of your your goals and objectives. Shelley, if you could perhaps quickly run through that list. Yeah, so you can give any amount of um, amount, small gifts of £250 to any number of people. Um, You can give gifts on consideration of marriage um, for children and grandchildren. Um, you can gift out of your normal income. So if your if your income is fifty thousand pounds a year and the cost of your lifestyle is thirty thousand pounds a year, in theory you can gift twenty thousand pounds a year without any immediate impact from an inheritance tax point of view. But with a lot of these things, the most important thing that I would say is record keeping, which again is boring. <laughs> um, but actually, it's it's so important. Um, so 
you know, if you look at the forms that need to be filled in on death and, and the gifting form, you need to be able to demonstrate what your income is, what your expenditure is, and that that amount that you're gifting away is surplus to requirements. So record keeping is really important. And although we've touched on here that, you know, you can make those gifts tax free, we touched on in the previous episode um, in savings and investments and pensions, the tax liabilities, if you actually, you know, withdraw money from an investment to make that gift. So although there's no implication from an inheritance tax point of view, you do need to be careful. You know, even if you're gifting a property, let's focus on a second property. If it's a second property that you're gifting away, there will still be a capital gains tax liability, even if you are gifting it and you're not receiving any money for it. Um, So you are gifting it at the current market value and there will be a tax charge to pay. So those things are important to consider when looking at it from a from an inheritance tax point of view, you do need to consider the the interaction with other tax. And I guess if actually making a gift, an absolute gift to somebody, isn't something you're comfortable with, I mean, the alternative, I guess, would be one of, rather than gifting it to them, lending it to them. And I guess there's an opportunity there because at yep. the moment with interest rates on savings being so low, it's possible that the parent lending money, say, to a child to help them onto the property ladder, um, they might be able to agree a rate of interest on that loan that's greater than they would get from a savings account. And yet the interest rate that they agree with their child, from the child's perspective, could be lower than the current mortgage rate. So it could be a win-win situation by lending the money um, rather than gifting it outright if you're if you're not comfortable to do that. Yeah, with the with the lending, the, you know, there are some off-the-shelf sort of products, including loan trusts, um, where you can start to have an impact on inheritance tax funding. But also from a, I think we've talked about here, protection of assets. You know, so if you're worried about that dodgy partner that your child set up with, um, <laughs> uh, and you don't want to gift them the money, you could potentially loan them the money. Um, but th- and there are other things to consider because you know there there are legal ways to go around doing you know making those gifts and making it more secure. So, for example, um, having cohabitation agreements and things like that. But it's definitely something that you could speak to a solicitor about if it's something that you're considering and you're and you're worried about. Moving off subject in terms of gifting and inheritance tax and and taking a look at actually the point in time at which people retire. You said, I think, in a previous episode that you were coming across clients who were seriously considering retiring much earlier than the traditional age 65. So early retirement becomes an issue. Are there some some things we need to make listeners aware about that subject? Yeah. So I think it's about I think we've covered we've covered some of these points, but it's about considering what you're going to do with that time, how much it's going to cost. Um, so, you know, have you got expensive hobbies? Have you got cheap hobbies? Um, what are you going to do with that extra free time? And the fact that if you're drawing on that money earlier, you need to make sure that you have enough to last you for that for that retirement. And as we've said, people often underestimate their their life expectancy. So, um, so it, it's the, the earlier you're drawing on those funds, the more risk you have in 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 running out of money, I suppose. And I think that's key, isn't it? It's about longevity. So uh, early retirement generally means a greater period of time in retirement. And to achieve that, people have to save more before they reach the point where they want to retire early. So uh, I guess that's a that's the payback for hard saving and investing over a long period of time. 
Absolutely. And as we've said, there are other ways that you can do that. You may be now more willing to consider a downsize, which we've spoken about, but that, that may not be practical if you, for example, have a family that are still quite young and, and need outside space and and separate bedrooms and things like that. So, yeah, so there's, there's, a, there's a, a huge number of things you need to consider. So what sort of circumstances have you come across, Shelley, where the over 55s have had to help the older generation? I mean, there are all sorts of circumstances. Um, One that really springs to mind is particularly when a parent is widowed. And that can often mean one family member now having to deal with all sorts of things. You know, it's a stressful time. There's lots to organise and they may not be used to dealing with that. And that extends to finances. It extends to sorting out bank accounts. It extends to dealing with the funeral arrangements, all of those sorts of things. But there can also be some fun things that you may be able to help them with, um, you know, help fund their dream holiday that they've never they've never taken and they're now on a fixed income. And it's something that you would take pleasure in, in helping them achieve, maybe even a family holiday where you all go together. I mean, that's nice. They get time to spend with their family, their grandchildren. So that's that, that's a that's a positive, shall we say. But yeah, and it can also be in terms of care, in terms of helping parents as they get more elderly before the sort of need for a care home or anything is required. So going around and cooking meals for them, making sure they're eating and things like that. So there's there's all sorts of ways you can help your parents, both financially, both um, with a reassurance and, and being there. So lots to think about, both in terms of planning for the next generations and also planning for yourself in terms of early retirement. And we've covered this off in the guide to managing money for the over 55s from free to go there to read much more on the subject. Thank you for listening to this episode of Free Thinking Finance, sponsored by Free2. We hope you found the subjects covered useful and interesting. Free2 is a new free thinking financial services brand that's dedicated to providing relevant products for over 55s. Visit us at free2.com to find out more. Please note that Free2 Limited trading as Free2 is an appointed representative of RS Consumer Finance Limited, which is authorized and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority. Free2 is a credit broker, not a lender, and will only offer loans from RSCF. An offer of credit is subject to status and affordability. For further information, please visit free2.com.